Push the button. <laughs> Pull the, the button. lever, clunk. Pull the lever. Wrong lever. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute little tangent. Have you ever wondered what's watching you in the dark? Listen as the modern Morai drags you into the macabre. We hope you like small night spaces. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Modern Moirai Airlines, Flight 666, providing you non-stop service on this macabre tour around the world. At this time, make sure your seat backs and tray tables are in their full upright position and that your seatbelt is correctly fastened. Please order your drinks now, smoking is allowed, and prepare to clutch your pearls. Thank you. Welcome to episode 38, A Macabre Vacation. Welcome. It is us again. It is Moa, Berea, and then Tila, and then we have our anonymous Cheetah. <gasps> it's your spirit <laughs> animal, yes. Cheetara. I'm actually wearing Cheetara. Cheetah pants from their leopard print. But close they're close enough. enough. They're close, they're enough. close, enough. You, close you enough. You forever have a cheetah near you anyways. <laughs> yeah. I do. Googs knows. I, I love my cheetah. <laughs> my your cheetah. cheetah. Me. Well, this <laughs> yeah. you're channeling your inner spirit animal then. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Are we talking about murders then? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the first animal in a while we haven't had to Google. We all know what a cheetah is. It's true. <laughs> you don't know what a cheetah is. You need to stop listening to us right now. You're and not our spirit friend. You're mm-hmm. not our spirit friend. I remember so. when I was a kid, I had to do a book report on an animal, and I couldn't think of what I wanted to do. And Kara, like, practically forced me to do a cheetah. So I did a whole <laughs> report on cheetahs for Kara. Because they're <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. They're like cats, but they're like dogs. They're like the best of both worlds. They're cat dogs. They're cat dogs. They're cat dogs. Meow, meow, bark. Best things ever. (laughs) Pretty much. Actually, they do bark. What? Pets. (laughs) She does bark. One of their noises that they make is barking. They can, and they can't purr. They're the only large cat that can't purr. Uh Interesting. They're literally like half cat, half dog. That's you, Kara. Yeah. Busted (laughs) out some knowledge. Yeah, exactly right. I love it. I'm sleepy. I'm tired. Don't touch me. But then you give me treats, and I'm happy and excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, onto our disclaimer: we are a long distance podcast. We make the distance work. Sometimes it's really hard, and our schedules are crazy. But here we are, still after a year and a month. Boop, boop. I'm mm-hmm. counting. You're in a month. (laughs) (laughs) So just a reminder that we are not for everyone. Um, We do have a strong sense of dark humor. We are not scientists, doctors, or anybody who's extremely educated. We have some education and some things Kara is weirdly knowledgeable about. Um, But other than that, just uh, <laughs> tune in every Wednesday for our new episodes and have some macabre laughs with us. Yeah. Carrie, <laughs> 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 so you're dumb. getting so much better. <laughs> so proud. I practice you. once a week. <laughs> I practice once a week. <laughs> right before the podcast, she's like, <laughs> standing in the mirror. You have an evil laugh. You have an evil laugh. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> uh, you know how like actors like do voice like like voice stuff in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what is that voice? Wait, back up to the voice actors. What did they do in the mirror? The wooey <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's it's good. I don't it's know. Good. The thing. <laughs> the thing. 
I like it. I think they do. Mm-mm. Well, <laughs> do you guys know what time it is? Hunted eBay. Hunted eBay. Hunted eBay. Hunted eBay. Hunted eBay. It's like the only time we were on cue. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, you know. A little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. So we are doing a quantum radionic system consciousness interface psychotronics manifest device. This is a 2020. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> this is a 2020 Scalar Wave frequency broadcast and tuning machine. It sells for the reasonable price of $159 <laughs> and $6 in shipping. Or if you want to buy multiple buy. quantities, yeah, your price goes down. If you buy seven, it's $127.20 each. Look at the savings. It's uncanny. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say, this looks like something Scientology would use. Oh, for sure. Does it shock you if you lie or something? Um, How does this work? Let me find a description. Does it have a description? Let's read about it. (laughs) There have been 129 sold, and the reviews have been 100% favorable. So there's that. Okay, well, now (laughs) I want one. I don't know why I want one. You don't even know what it is. I don't, but everybody says it's good, so I'm willing to give it a try. Maybe not for $160, but we'll see. Depends on how good the description is. Well, it's pretty good. They better razzle down me. Yeah. (laughs) So, the quantum radionic system, consciousness interface, psychotronics manifestation device, and symbolic radionics machine, it has a lot of names. (laughs) Can't they, like abbreviate that <laughs> i i guess not it can't be like a qrs or pmdsrm okay i see why they keep it that way yeah 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 it doesn't really just roll off the tongue either way so psych rad machine there you go psych rad machine psych rad Well, it is an incredibly precise, gold-plated, radionic array from maximum energy capability. It is made in the USA, which, I mean, that's pretty good. Nothing's made here anymore, so. Um, This was new for 2020, so this is possibly what happened to last year. Let's just blame it. (laughs) It is now available after years of careful research and design experimentation. The quantum radionic system was designed to be simple, economical, and powerful. What is radionics, you might ask? I do ask. <laughs> it is the practice Tell us, of. Tila? I will. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> radionics is the practice of expanding a mind and material crossover using precisely tuned instruments. So, yes, 100% Scientology. <laughs> uh, it is the process used in the healing arts and holistic industry. Industries. Radionics, sometimes called psychotronics, is also a science using a force of frequency pattern to identify and analyze a subject and then change the frequency pattern by means of broadcasting an energy, sometimes called a scalar wave technology, to the subject, regardless of distance. Uh, Radionics works in higher levels of the mind that may involve higher dimensions of reality and consciousness. Possibly interdimensional. Ooh. Does that come with it? Uh, nope. I think you have to expand your mind on your own using this thing. Uh, if I'm going to pay $160, it should come with higher consciousness. And possibly interdimensional <laughs> communication or consciousness. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like the guy on, um, what's that comic book? It's the one where the superheroes are not really s- Watchmen. Watchmen. Woo. Got there. We got woo-hoo, there. We arrived. Woo-woo. Yeah. Anyway. Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Is that the guy with the face? The big naked blue dude. No, the, it's the big, big naked, naked dude, blue, blue dude. Blue dude. Yeah. Oh. It's the guy who has higher dimensions of reality and consciousness, possibly interdimensional. He's the one that like goes to the moon and has <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> when you get higher interdimensional consciousness, do you have to turn blue or is that optional? I don't know, but his junk's always out too. I don't know, so. but he walks around naked. Like, yeah. do you have to be naked all the time too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are questions I need to know if that comes with higher consciousness, because otherwise... mm, Otherwise, you want to steer clear of radionics? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Listen, no one wants to see me blue, giant, and naked, except for (laughs) baby (laughs) Ray. 
so. <laughs> um, well, for those of us who need like a dummy version of what radionics is, it says, in other words, we transfer an energy to a subject to change a frequency. The easiest and most effective way to do this is by using, bum, ba, da, ba, ba, you got it, the quantum radionics system that you would be purchasing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. That really dumbed it down for yeah, me. This is lots yeah. of like smart words. I know. They really make it sound fancy. Well, now we're going to get into the radionics theory, which... Oh, shit. Nuts. We're going down a rabbit hole. I think so. I think this could be like a whole thing. right? (laughs) Yeah. So, everything in the universe vibrates at a given or unique frequency. All forms of matter, whether organic or inorganic, or whether animate or inanimate, exist in and are connected by a vast field of energy that emits various patterns or waveforms, which... I think it's true, right? I do too. Yeah. (laughs) So, you got me. I think we had an episode about this, so. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh, Bree's getting sucked I know, she really is. I know. We are selling her right now. I'm looking at my bank account. She's like, I'm checking your bank account. He's asleep, so. (laughs) She's like, I just got paid. I will call him right now. So, this force field exists around all forms of matter and touches all other fields. The more complex the system, the more complex the waveform. Living things like humans and animals emit a complex wave spectrum associated with the various organs and functions of the body. By tuning into the unique frequency, you can affect the entire organism, object, or system. This is the foundation of holistic medicine. Albert Einstein, working with Boris Podolsky and Nathan Rosen, showed that in an entangled mass of atoms, you cannot affect one particle without immediately affecting all the particles of the entangled mass. This principle, which Einstein referred to as spooky action at a distance, <laughs> which is hilarious. What? That's what they named it? <laughs> That's what, <laughs> That's Einstein, what Einstein, Einstein referred really to it, it, yeah. Really? Um, but it's like known that. as quantum entanglement. No, spooky action at a distance. Yeah, it's much better. Yeah. In this world, classical concepts like elementary particles, material substance, or isolated objects have lost their meaning. The whole universe now appears as a dynamic web of inseparable energy patterns. This is the research of physicist Dr. Fritjof Capra, the Tao of physics, is where that came from. Hmm. So the quantum radionics system, back to what we're actually selling us. (laughs) The quantum (laughs) radionic system combines all of the above radionic knowledge into a single instrument, which can be thought of as an interface with higher dimensions of reality and consciousness. They're really banking on that. Oh, so it does come with it. I guess. Oh, it's an interface to be able to reach those things. Oh, my God. So it doesn't come with it. You have to apply it. Yeah. Uh, you gotta work. So using the quantum radionic system makes it easy for beginners, advanced users, and practitioners to achieve remarkable results because it is the instrument that does the work, not the operator. So there you go, Bria. Okay, I'm happy again. Yeah. This is a roller coaster. <laughs> it really is. It's a long roller coaster, too, because we're still going. So <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. Using the quantum radionic system, you place a photograph or a biological sample fingernails, hair, saliva, etc., or a handwritten name of the subject on the center pyramidal target area. I 100% think that they have machines like this for Scientology. (laughs) I can't remember what they're called. They have to. I bet you you this is one of those things that you buy it, and the next thing you know, you got Scientologists showing up at your door. Oh, God. Hey, now I'm not buying it. (laughs) I hope you use that thing. You place the objects or the samples of booster items to be sent to the subject on any or all of the eight sensor booster discs. These objects or samples may consist of vitamins, (laughs) minerals, herbs, homeopathics, tinctures, or even small notes containing words such as vibrant health, prosperity, abundance, happiness, vitality, love, Balance, gratitude, longevity, immune system boost, uh, safety, security, quick sale of real estate, etc. Why did they list words? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you can send those vibes to people. So here's my question. Can this be used for evil? Oh, I oh, okay. I feel like if it can be used for positivity, it can definitely be used for evil. Because if I can use this for evil, I got some names and some shit to be put on some of these circles. I feel like it's kind of like a voodoo doll, but in vibration form. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Listen, if I can fuck somebody up, I'm yeah. in. Although, Bria, if you get one, just 
start so writing so, so good the- words. I like the abundance one, the prosperity. I'll take skinny. Uh, <laughs> I'll take skinny. <laughs> if I get one, I'm going to use it and they're going to be like, on the news, so-and-so just dropped dead in the middle of the street and no one knows why. I'll be like, heck. Hey, Kara, this isn't a death <laughs> note. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> to Kara, it is. <laughs> She's like writing heart attack. Um, <laughs> plague. Famine. Hit by a bus. Yeah. The gold-plated rectangular interface stick plate can be used several ways. One way would be for the operator to place the fingers of the right hand on the plate with the thought of of sending intent into the system. Another way to use the interface stick plate would be a classic stick plate. The stick plate is operated by dragging one's fingers across the plate while placing objects on the sensor boost discs. As the most beneficial object or substance is placed on the disc, there is a point where the fingers stick more firmly to the plate than at any other settings. This is referred to in classic radionics literature as getting the stick. This point (laughs) of greatest sticking is an indication. That's what she said. (laughs) Most beneficial energy for the subject. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) Apparently, we've turned this into a sexual device. (laughs) And we're all getting Uh, the stick. (laughs) Well, first it was vibrating and now it's getting the stick. Uh This is foreplay. <laughs> Can you imagine you go to some guy's house and he pulls this out? Let's get started. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you have a quantum radionic system? <laughs> I know. Like, dude, I'm so excited Soulmate? for foreplay today. <laughs> Best Tinder date ever. <laughs> Who needs higher consciousness when you can use this for sex? <laughs> uh, the human race summarized. Right. And then for those of you who need to know, the quantum radionic system is made out of a durable and highly energetic multi-layered resin material for years of regular use. The radionic design array, which consists of the center pyramidal target area, the eight sensor booster discs, and the rectangular interface or stick plate are all gold-plated for maximum energy capability and consistent, stable results. Quantum radionic system board measures approximately 7 inches wide by 10 inches tall. Damn. So... There you go. That is the QRS of of it all. <laughs> the QRS of it all. Very nice. Corns, beans, and squash of it all. The corns, beans, and squash. <laughs> yeah. So that was an interesting eBay item. I know. Tried something new today. Don't yeah. know how I liked it, but. I don't know. We kind of learned a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm haunted. <laughs> I don't feel I feel like, like I could haunt somebody, though. Right? Oh, we could haunt the shit out of somebody. I feel like we could send some seriously oh, the malicious vibes out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I do with it. I just spend all day being like, how can I make somebody's day terrible? <laughs> You're such a hater. There's <laughs> <laughs> like, the I ultimate troll messing with right? your energy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, guys. So, are you ready for our topic today? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. I don't even know what we're doing. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. So, imagine this. You have your passport. You have your bags. Let's go on vacation. Oh, I love vacation. A macabre vacation. What? Ooh, even better. Let's go on vacation together. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Take me on a trip. We're going to go on a wonderful trip today because I feel like everybody needs a trip. I need a trip. You guys need a trip. We're having a trip. I definitely need a trip. Let's do it. But you keep saying a trip. This doesn't sound like a vacation. I feel like this is going to be work. Oh, um, you're going to want this. You said that and I'm thinking shrooms and you're thinking work. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what kind of trip? <laughs> I was kind of leading to Tila's direction of trip. But, <laughs> but work can happen too. <laughs> okay, so buckle up. Buttercup. Yeah. Our first stop is in California. California. I know. We're going to cruise on to California and we're going to just like. California. Ah, be. Is it hot in California? Is it cold? Sunny beaches. Because it's winter. Both. Depends on where you go in California. We're pretending it's warm California. That's (laughs) what we're pretending. (laughs) All right. Beach time California. California. Okay. (laughs) In 1985, J.D. Healy 
and Kathy Schultz decided to open the Museum of Death. Yes. 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 I want to go to that so bad. (laughs) I do too. So they decided to fill the void in death education in this country by making death their like life work. So the Museum of Death was actually originally located in San Diego in its first uh, mortuary. And the building itself was owned by Wyatt Earp. Eventually, though, it moved to Hollywood, California. And they also have one in New Orleans, Louisiana. I don't want to go to that one. I'm yeah. closer to that one. I want to go to that <laughs> one, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Museum of Death houses the world's largest collection of serial killer artwork, antique funeral, <gasps> memorabilia, mortician and coroner instruments, Mason family memorabilia, pet death taxidermy, crime scene photography, and anything else that you can think of. And one really cool thing is that each location is completely unique. So if you go to California, you still have to go to New Orleans because it's a completely different store because they do not do replicas or duplicates of any exhibits or artifacts. Hmm. So it's a self-guided tour, and it's about an hour long. And there is no age limit in the Museum of Death because death affects everyone. However, they do recommend, they strongly recommend that you have a more mature audience coming with you because people have often fainted in this museum. (laughs) And another great thing is it's only $15 plus tax a person. So easy trip. Hell yeah. Easy. And then you get to see all your serial killer things. Ooh. I would be happy about that. Yeah, me too. I like it. Any place that says people are going to faint in it, I want to go. Am I going to faint? Anytime that I ever hear that, I'm always just like, I feel like you guys are way too squeamish. Because who faints in public? It's like, (laughs) I don't even know if I've ever fainted. Right. Yeah. I did one time. Well, it's like that Richard Ramirez, like, Netflix thing. Everyone's like, oh, it's so gory. It's so awful. I'm like, dude, this is like some watered down bullshit. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The, the creepiest thing about watching the Night Stalker was the drawing of him with those big fucking oh buggy God, ass eyes. Oh, yeah, I was oh, like, yeah, ah. those buggy eyes. <laughs> yeah, and for like some that. reason, it still looked like him. I'm like, yeah. nobody could identify him. But then they like did the side by side. And I was like, okay, that okay. looks just like him. Okay. He totally looks <laughs> like that, that looks buggy like troll. Him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <so> weird. <laughs> like, that's not even human. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I see it now. I've definitely seen yeah. it. <laughs> He's a lizard people anyway. You know it. Yeah. 100%. Okay, guys. Are you done soaking up the rays of California? I think so. Yes. Where are we going to next? Sure. How (laughs) do you feel about crossing the border to Mexico? Mexico. Yes. Mexico. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but let's see. (laughs) Margaritas, Kara. Freaking margaritas. Yeah. Arizona. (laughs) <laughs> no no <laughs> at <laughs> least go for new mexico if i get kidnapped and i get beheaded and stuck in an oil barrel and burned i'm gonna be pissed well, wow I'm- your idea of mexico is very low yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well we are gonna go to guanajuato so this is a city in central mexico And I love the description about it because it says that is called the Alley of the Kiss. So named because the balconies are so close that a couple could reach across and kiss each other. What? Isn't that romantic? Yes. But we're not here for kissing on balconies, okay? That's not what this trip is about. I want dead. Okay. We're here to see... The mummies. There's mummies. Guanajuato mummies. I'm Googling it right now. In 1865 to 1958, the town required that relatives pay a grave tax. When the relatives failed to do so for three years in a row, they decided that their loved ones needed to be dug up and evicted from their burial plot. Nuh-uh. Yes. True. True story. Awesome. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I 100% would go to Mexico for this. This is so (laughs) cool. Me too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, the climate here is an extremely dry climate. And the corpses are very, very well 
preserved. They actually don't know why the soil preserves mummies as well as they do, but they do. It's like magic. So the first person to be dug up was Dr. Ramingo Leroy on June 9th, 1865. And they kept the remains in an ossuary, an ossuary, that's what it is, an ossuary, just in case the relatives decided to get some money to rebury the family member. What in the world? Which is so shady. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) I'm sorry, I have to interject for a second. There's like one case of mummies where they look like they're doing very obscene things. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, where the where the guy in the middle is all like legs spread, yeah. looks like he's jacking off. <laughs> he looks like he's like, hey, it. baby. Yeah, and there's just like a kid like looking into the thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, this is awkward. <laughs> what kind of play? What kind of mummy grave robbing place is this? Yeah, <laughs> why are we posing you Have that you seen way? All the babies. Look at all the babies. Everyone's yes. screaming. Yes, that's sad. So by 1894, they eventually rebranded themselves as a museum because they made all this money. (laughs) Oh, my god! But don't worry. Don't worry. The practice ended in 1958. But you can still go to the museum. (laughs) Yes, you can still go to the museum and still give them money. But now they just don't have to tax people for having their dead buried in the graveyard. (laughs) Which is insane anyways. So insane. It's absolutely absurd. Hey, you can't be buried in the ground, so we're going to store you above ground. Until we can uh, bury you again. Wait, what? Hold on, we got a closet for you. Yeah, so the ossuary is actually underneath the cemetery. That's where they ended up keeping it, and that's where the museum is as well, is underneath the cemetery. That's even cooler. That's kind of cool. These mummies are naturally formed, okay? So they're very gruesome looking. They look like they're screaming, you know, that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. the standard Egyptian mummy didn't look like that because they were processed. They often had like tattered rags that they were, that were the clothes that they were buried in. And they stand and lean and recline and are in weird positions, like jerking it in front of the little kids at the museum. (laughs) So (laughs) there's some, there's some weird positions out there, but these are naturally formed mummies. Hmm. Now, probably the most shocking display that they have there is that there is a pregnant mummy. And there is a shrunken child. They actually house the world's smallest mummy, which is no bigger than a loaf of bread. Oh, there it is. That's so cool. Oh, they have them next to each other. That is awesome. Interesting. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I want to go here so bad. Yeah, I would definitely take that. Yeah, (laughs) I'd go to Mexico for this. I would risk cartel death (laughs) for this. (laughs) Cartel death. (laughs) Lordy. All right. Are you guys done with Mexico? Yeah. All right. Send me to a new Google's place. We're (laughs) sending Kara to a new Google place. (laughs) Next, we're going to go ahead and head over to Lima, Peru. All right. Just a quick little jot. Pretend I'm in Lima, Peru, where it is nice and warm in that equator life. In that equator (laughs) life. Lovely. Yeah. This one is probably personally one of my favorites. But say you're on vacation in Lima and you're walking around and you go, oh my God, I am completely out of snake bile wine. I need some. Or maybe you're like, I need some more dried llama fetus. Where can I go and get some? <laughs> well, there is a shaman market in Lima. A shaman market? I want to go to a shaman This is like a witch's market. And whatever that may ail you, they have a folk remedy that claims to cure it. And I mean jam-packed of vendors, of shamans of every kind of ingredient you ever want, even dirt from the oh, Alps. mummified dogs. They That's have gross. mummified dogs. Yes. Damn. They have all sorts of stuff. So the Lima uh, Witches Market is in central Lima underneath the Gamara Station on Lima's light rail line. And it is in the La Victoria District, one of the smallest districts in Lima. And it houses the largest shopping center 
in the American continent. Interesting. Oh, they just got fucking dead goats hanging up and around. Like, <laughs> yeah. Look at my, my, look at my mummy goats. <laughs> my mummy my goats. Mummy goats. <laughs> Why did you say it like you're an Indian person? I know. I don't know. <laughs> they look like mummy goats. <laughs> All right, Apu, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Middle East is not in Peru. <laughs> Listen, I got two accents. One's like <laughs> English Irish, and the other one's Middle Eastern Peruish. <laughs> That's all you not get. even Fine. close to Peru. I, yeah. <laughs> I've only got bar wench, so I feel you. <laughs> I've got to lie to do it <laughs> It's very impressive. Thank you. <laughs> you guys should pedal your show at the Shaman Market. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sure they'd be very impressed. It, they probably would be. So it is mostly characterized for its street vendors. It's got tons of food. Uh, and if you're feeling extra thirsty while you're there, you can definitely get yourself a frog smoothie. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering where I could get one of those. <laughs> it's been rumored to help cure arthritis. So your frog shake, just jump on in there. You know what I mean? Ooh, that would help my thumb. There you go. See, your little thummy can have a frog juice. I'm in. Weird. Just do it. <laughs> frog juice. Frog juice. So there is a lot of different things that they have there, like we talked about, but everything represents something. So for instance, like the snake represents the underworld. Uh, the llama fetus are buried underneath a person's house as an offering for good luck and protection from evil. And they've got everything that you want. It is very much a witch's hub and you can buy everything, even moon water if you wanted. But I'd probably go with the snake, the snake bile wine. That kind of sounds fun. Although I think it's pure snake bile, which doesn't sound fun. Ew. I'm torn. I'll let you guys indulge. I think I might pass. You don't want to eat the food there? No, I'm good. I have a tender tummy. Wow. I mean, I feel like I would want to go just to see it all. Oh, 100%. I'm like already booking plane tickets. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I would consider ingesting some of the stuff. Mm. I have eaten a chocolate-covered cricket before. Ooh, tea love. Mm. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> Super <laughs> adventurous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next, I think we should cross the pond and take a trip to Africa, to Africa. Zambia's central providence. It's going to be gorgeous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me set the scene for you. Picture it. Sicily or Zambia. <laughs> 2022. Zambia. <laughs> Picturing it in the future. Okay. <laughs> You're in these beautiful kind of swamplands, and you decide, I want to see some world natural phenomenon. That's what you want to go and see, right? So what you would do would go to Kasenka. So we're going to the Kasenka National Park to see the bat migration. Hmm. Now, this sounds all like right, intriguing. Right. You can see bats pretty much everywhere. You can see them in Texas. Yep. <laughs> There's tons of it. You're like, bats. I'm not going to go see bats in Africa. But listen, this is not just any bat migration, okay? This happens between November and December, and there are 5 million to 10 million straw-colored fruit bats that enter the park to feast on the area's fruit trees. There's so many what? of these bats in the sky that it turns it, the sky black. And I don't know if you know the size of a fruit bat, but let me tell you, <laughs> the weight of these bats ranges from 8 to 12 ounces, and the animals grow to 5.7 to 9 inches in length. With wingspans oh up my, to 30 inches. Oh, my. Those are not very big bats. Nine-inch bats? Yeah, Ten million of them? Yeah, that's a lot. That's <laughs> a big bat. <laughs> but I mean, that's a lot of bats to make the sky block out. Ten million bats that are, we'll say, even seven inches in length with a wingspan of up to 25 inches. That's a lot. That's a lot of airspace. Yeah, oof. That's a lot of bats. That's a lot of motherfucking <laughs> bats. Pictures are pretty. So if you want to see these, because I don't know how many people are traveling these days, 
BBC did do a special on this bat migration. So if you go to the BBC website and search the Kasanka bat migration, Kasanka, I don't know why you're helping me. That's a blind leading the blind. (laughs) Yo, easy. (laughs) Look at the bats. They're actually kind of cute. Yes. So scientists don't even know where these bats come from. They just know they come to this park to eat the fruit trees November and December. They suspect that these bats come from deep within the Congo rainforest. So they literally have no clue where these bats reside, just that they feed here. (laughs) They're like, uh... (laughs) Yeah, we're not going in there, so... (laughs) Somebody put a tracker on the damn bat. (laughs) I know. I wonder, like, how big do you think that cave has got to be to house 10 million bats? Uh, I'm curious about what else lives in that cave. Right? That probably vacates Mm. when all those bats go out. Yeah, probably. Pod people. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I would love to see this. I love watching bats come out. We got these little baby bats in Texas, and I've been able to see them. And they make the cutest little squeaking noises. And they're like little dogs with wings. Yes, they're little puppers with wings. Yeah. What about 10 million squeaky noses? I would 100% (laughs) adore, adore seeing that. (laughs) I would would literally try and boot all of their noses. It, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Don't touch them. You're going to end up with rabies or something. Do you want another <laughs> pandemic? This is how you get a pandemic. <laughs> the, the national park people would be like, stop booping the bats' noses. <laughs> yeah. Could you please stop booping the <laughs> noses of the bats? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Kara's going to be bat booping in Africa. <laughs> I'm down. Gotta boop your nose, and I'll boop your nose, and I'll boop your nose. We're booping all the fucking noses. We gotta. You've been booped. You've been booped. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been booped. <laughs> no crowding around. You've already got your boops. Let your friends in. <laughs> Kara's like the bat lady. She just like sprinkling <laughs> fruit on the ground, and all these bats come flying down to her. <laughs> So she can boop their noses. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel like this is going to end poorly. It's going to be like birds, but with bats. <laughs> but with bats. All right, guys. It's time to board the tr- the train. I don't know why I was going to say that. The plane, because you can't get there in a train. We're <laughs> going to Bangkok, Thailand. Bangkok? Bangkok. Uh, not great things happen in Bangkok. They made a song about this. Oh. What is that song? I can't remember the tune of it. (laughs) Okay, I remembered the words. I was like, one night in Bangkok, but what's the tune to it? Yeah. One night in Bangkok and the doo-doo, doo-doo, whole world tumble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I don't know if those are the words, but those are the words I'm singing. I like it. I got us. Hold on. I got us. You got us? Let's hear it so we can sing it. We got to sing it properly for for our listeners because they probably love hearing us butcher music. (laughs) (laughs) What is this intro? Oh. There you go. Okay, all right, that's enough of this party. We're going to Bangkok. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening, sorry. But why are we going to Bangkok? Let me tell you. Okay. Okay, so say you're in Bangkok and your WebMD ain't working and you're like, I need to know some medical shit. You need to go to the Syringe Medical Museum. Now, the Syringe Hospital is Thailand's oldest hospital and medical school and it was established in 1886 and it is where the king of thailand goes when he is ill interesting yes so the syringe has six different museums a museum of pathology a forensics museum a museum of the history of thai medicine a parasitology museum anatomical museum and a prehistoric museum 
So those are all the museums Uh inside this one medical center. And the Ellis uh, Pathological, or Pathological, say the word for me. Pathological? Thank you. (laughs) Museum is the oldest of the six museums, and it's founded by the American pathologist, Dr. Aller G. Ellis. He collected organs from patients who had been diagnosed with common disorders, such as heart disease and cancer, to serve as teaching tools for medical students. Cool. The hospital has incredible holdings, all right? It includes bones, preserved organs, fetuses, traditional Thai medicine shop, parasitic worms, a two and a half foot wide scrotum removed from a man afflicted with elephantitis. They've got, Ooh, yeah, Jesus. preserved sections of human skin bearing tattoos, poisonous snakes and tarantulas, rows of skulls, the standing wax filled remains of a cannibal, a dissected nervous system, the skeleton of the museum's founder, and the mummified corpse of a notorious serial killer, C. Quay. Ooh. This is cool. C. Quay was called a cannibal, and between 1954 and 1958, he was charged with the murder of seven children. When he was captured in 1958, he was trying to burn the body of an eight-year-old, and he admitted he had killed the boy and taken out the heart, liver, and kidneys for later dining. Wow. Bruh. Gross. Num num. <laughs> but it looks like he's totally standing, like his mummified corpse is in there, and oh. or it looks like he's standing in like a phone booth. <laughs> That's what I thought too. I was yeah. like, what's happening here? It's like a glass case, but it looks like a phone booth. I'm reading on TripAdvisor, and one person was saying that they've got uh, cabinets that have various murder weapons in them, and in one of the cabinets is a vibrator because somebody actually killed somebody with a sex toy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. That's hilarious. I need to go here. This is too cool. It is cool. I would, I could spend hours in this place. They do recommend that you have a very strong stomach. Yeah. Perfect. Well, you're looking at all sorts of Becky. I'm in. Becky. So many of the icky ickies. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, this place, I'd totally be down. I'm just going to go. Let's go on a macabre tour. Mm -hmm. This is like number one on the list. Number one. Mm hmm. So far. Well, there's six fucking museums to go to in one spot. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Be here all day. Yeah, you could spend like a fucking day there, maybe even two. I'd probably spend like a month here. I'd be like, I need to see this. I need to see this. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta know all of the things. Maybe like Just every day. Please stop asking questions. No, I will not. I want to see the size of this. Let's see. It's a two and a half foot wide scrotum. Like, what's that all about? Yeah, that's that's too big. That's. Yeah, I that's, saw it. It's pretty. It's pretty big. It's pretty. I have to say, it's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> they have a picture of the scrotum and the guy with the scrotum still attached, which is. What? Mm, very big. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Holy shit! There's no way that it's that's that can't that has be, to be real. real. He has elephantitis. That's crazy. Yep, I'm okay. We can go here. You approve of Bangkok now? I am now approving. Bangkok is no longer dangerous. Unless <laughs> you're in this museum. I like that you're easily swayed by danger. Is there murder? <laughs> All right, I'll risk it. <laughs> Do I How get dangerous to see could dead it really things? be? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm there. <laughs> I'm doing it for the advancement of knowledge. <laughs> okay, so we have one more stop on our vacation. Where are we going? We are going to... Google is ready. Google is ready. All right. We're going to Evra, Portugal. Okay? Evra, okay. Portugal. Yes. And Evra, Portugal is a beautiful, beautiful city. And they, like, you come to this city and you're going to see everything because they have... So many Roman buildings and architecture, like the whole city is just gorgeous. So it's just, it's good to just go. But let me tell you why you're going, okay? You're going to go so that you can see the Chapel of Bones. What? Yes. Listen, there's tons of places that you can go where they have stacks of bones all over the place. You can go to Paris, uh, to the catacombs. I mean, there's even one cathedral that has like 40,000 bones that makes a chandelier inside of it. But this chapel of bones, 
let me tell you the story. So it was constructed by (laughs) Franciscan (laughs) monks of the late 16th century. So in the 16th century, monks had to move 43 cemeteries to make more land available. So instead of relocating the remains to a new burial site, they decided to build a chapel to relocate the bones to. Oh my. So instead of just fuck it, we're making putting the bones in tombs, yeah. yeah fuck they it, we're decided art. to <laughs> cover the walls in these bones and they made art and it's so beautiful. It's very beautiful. It really is beautiful. Yeah, it's really pretty. <laughs> Holy cow. My favorite thing though, this is my favorite thing. And I think it's a little jab to they made them move these cemeteries and I'm pretty sure the way the reason why they built this this is why so they put them on display to help people remember not to be materialistic they really drive the point uh. home when they carved the message we bones are here waiting for yours above the chapel door no. <laughs> yes savage <Wow. laughs> yeah so passive aggressive much <laughs> <laughs> fuck your bones fuck your bones So there are some 5,000 corpses lining the walls of this church. And among them in a small white coffin by the altar are the bones of three Franciscan monks who founded the church in the 13th century. Also included are two desecrated corpses hanging by chains from the wall next to a cross. One of those corpses is a child. I don't know why. Don't ask me why those corpses are hanging there. I have no no idea. Uh, I wonder what it smells like. You know, that's a good question. Bones? But I don't know what burns. They probably have lots of candles. They probably have lots of candles. Uh Scentsies. They got scentsies everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Scentsies everywhere. (laughs) Don't mind the smell of death. We've got autumn bliss lit up. (laughs) (laughs) We got pumpkin spice. (laughs) (laughs) Who's for some balsam pine? (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love it. So... The purpose of the chapel, they made it very clear in a poem written by Father Antonio, and that hangs from one of the pillars. So this is the poem. Where are you going in such a hurry, traveler? Pause. Do not advance your travel. You have no greater concern than this one, that on which you focus your sight. Recall how many have passed from this world. Reflect on your similar end. There is good reason to reflect if only all did the same. Ponder you so influenced by fate. Along all the many concerns of the world, so little do you reflect on death. If by chance you glance at this place, stop. For the sake of your journey, the more you pause, the further on your journey you will be. Just in case all that death should cause you to despair, at the end of the chapel, above the altar, you can read the Latin phrases, I die in the light, and in the day that I die is better than the day that I was born. Hmm. Boom. Boom. Mike boom, boom, boom. That's that. This is beautiful. I totally go here. Yeah. It's too. so pretty. Other than like that hall, like that main hall, they got that cross and then the, the body's hanging from it. <laughs> like, I don't know what that's all yeah. about. Yeah. The rest is really cool. Sounds <laughs> a little weird. Yeah. It kind of goes with the theme of the poem that's right at the entrance. That's true. And it's a, it, maybe it represents the traveler. Maybe. Good. Yeah. Why are you trying to die so fast? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and the kid, you know, the day you die will be better than the day you were born. So they got the little baby there. Hey, Kara's bringing it all to fucking gather. Oh, she was good at art <laughs> history class. Yeah. <laughs> Paid attention. What do you think this means? I fucking don't the know. The only thing I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> Can't bullshit a bullshitter. Nope. True story. Mm-hmm. So then you have to go home after this because that's the end of our tour of the world. (laughs) Bye bye everyone. (laughs) That's okay. I missed my dogs. Yeah. (laughs) You missed it. It I mean it was it was a good trip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that song's gonna be stuck in my head for like days. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep sending you like little clips of it. <laughs> just when you thought it was gone. 
boom, there it is again. One more night in Bangkok. One more night in Bangkok. That's what we play at your funeral. <laughs> I love that. So we're stuffing you into a tree pod. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so there's millions and millions of weird, obscure places. And you know what? Maybe down the road we'll do another trip. Maybe we'll go on another vacation to other places of the macabre because there's just so many. But if you want to look around your hometown, I do suggest Atlas Obscura. If you guys haven't checked, oh, yeah. like, they have the local one where you can see things near you. I did that today and I didn't know that that was on that website and I found a shit ton of weird stuff I'm going to drag Jeremy to and I'm very, very excited. (laughs) So he doesn't know that yet. I love that website. It's fun. So if there are any places that you guys would love to tell us about that you think are super unique that you maybe want us to include on a later travel episode, email us at themodernmoirai at gmail.com. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, we would. Yeah. Or you could follow us on Facebook at Modern Moirai, Instagram at modern.moirai.pod, Twitter at the Modern Moirai or TikTok also at the Modern Moirai. And also, if you like us, please share us, rate us five stars, drop us a comment on iTunes, on anything, on <laughs> anything, your favorite Atlas Obscura location. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Yes. Share us on Facebook, word of mouth. Definitely rate us on on any of your podcast listening devices or drop us a review on iTunes and we will see you guys next week for another story into the macabre. The macabre. I don't know how people live without us. Mm, I know. (laughs) You're not living your best life. That's for sure. Amen. I think they just uh, go on. They, I forgot where I was going with this. Totally lost it. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. And scene. Okay. (laughs) And scene. Well, that was a nice trip. Now I'm going to take my trip to bed. Oh, look at that. Old lady joke. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> love you. All right, guys. Okay, love, I love you. you. Good night. Good night. Good night. Love you. Bye. 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 Intermission. Meet.